Hi there, welcome to Treasures Podcast. Today I am talking to our middle sister, Elise, and we're mostly just talking about food, which, you know what, this podcast is about love, and in my family, food and love are pretty much the same thing. <laughs> it's how we express ourselves and it's how we spend time together making and eating good food. If I ever have a project like a cake project or something, Elise is always the person that I call. So this is this is Elise and I. Welcome to Treasures Podcast, Elise. Yes, <laughs> it's good to be a guest. Thank you. I can't help but laugh every time I say that. <laughs> it's so silly. <laughs> First, I want to say that um, something that is really has always impressed me about you mm-hmm. is your creativity. And um, I don't know if I've ever told you this, I'm sure I have. I feel like- <laughs> But um, uh, when you were a a little, little kid, like when you're about three years old and you started drawing and especially Mm -hmm. when you started drawing faces, you were so Uh, good at it compared to all the other kids, like your, your faces uh, had expressions (laughs) and they were just so detailed. And um, yeah, I think you're one person that was really born an artist. Do you? I do remember looking back at some of my photos, like pictures that I've drawn and they probably were very detailed and even the clothing that I would draw on the dolls or people I was drawing yeah um compared do you to still just draw? stick figure do you still draw not really no no I don't do too much drawing I like sort of coloring things in or if I'm doing my ceramics I like painting detailed things on them but I don't really do drawings because I never stuck to it hmm um are you still doing any ceramics at the moment yeah I still do ceramics still doing it I think I've done it for a very long time I think I started when I was eight or ten yeah around that bracket Mm -hmm. so quite a few years it's been good that um well actually that's something we have in common is our extracurricular activities outside of school have actually been able to turn into a skill and make us money like for me it was hairdressing and I kind of just went into the class with the adults when I was 14 just Mm -hmm. instead of gymnastics (laughs) and for you you went into pottery and you're still doing it which is amazing Mm -hmm. and then a little bit later your um, cake decorating course how old were you when you did that I think maybe 12. Mm-hmm. I was definitely the youngest in the class. Yeah, well, it was just an adult course, right? You're the youngest in most of the things I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you kind of just do it and don't worry that you're the youngest. Yeah, well, I think your teacher was really impressed with you, especially with yes, the was. decorating. Yeah. And then you had that fantastic opportunity to intern at that cake place in yes. where was it? Nidri, I Nidri. believe. Nidri, yeah. Um, what was that for cake again? Distinction. 
year 10 work experience. Ah, yeah. So it was only a week, but it was enough. Mm-hmm. Have you got, still got contact with them at all? No, they were not too bad to work with, but I never really followed up with anything after that. Yeah, it'd be so hard to get to. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And then I sort of went more into making the food rather than just decorating, mm-hmm. which I realised pretty quickly that that's what I prefer is cooking the food, not decorating. Is it? I mean, I'm... Yeah, I still like the creative, like making food look pretty, making it look really nice, putting nice decorations on it, but mm-hmm. not so much the birthday cakes as much anymore. But I still like the opportunity if it came up, I would do one for someone just mm-hmm. as like a fun challenge for myself. Yeah. Well, um, what about like a wedding cake where you're piping like lace on it and, um, you know, doing all the details in white or cream or something? Would that interest you? A little bit, but I think it would be very, very hard, very yeah. challenging. Mm-hmm. And I never really got the piping skills up to scratch. Mm-hmm. And um, do you have at home like one of those spinning boards where you can put the cake on and spin it around when you're piping or smoothing? No. No. I think they're a lazy Susan. Yeah, yep, that's what it is. No, I don't have one of those. Mm, that would be a good They one. make it a lot easier though. Mm, for sure. Um, this is one of my questions. Um, what is the most complicated recipe that you've ever tried to tackle the most complicated recipe Hmm. I think it would definitely be grandma's birthday cake I think that was the biggest challenge that I ever ever set myself tell us about it give us all the details so I um, went on Instagram and found this really inspiring chef whose name's Andy Bowdy and he makes these really cool giant layer cakes that are very very tall So I kind of looked at how he made them and thought they were really inspiring. And I tried to give it a go and it didn't quite set in time and it just didn't work out how I wanted it to work out. But I was really happy with the flavours, but the whole thing kind of didn't stand up in one piece. So that was a bit disappointing, but I think everyone still liked it in flavours. But what were the flavours? It was pear and And ginger. Pear, ginger mousse, and then I think it was a ginger cake and white chocolate, I think. It was amazing. It was white mousse or something like that. Um, so what happened, I'll just tell the story for our listeners, is that was for our grandmother's surprise 80th birthday. And um, actually Melody and I um, flew down, um, well, flew over to Australia to be a part of the surprise and Elise and did mum help as well yeah mum helped quite a bit yeah that well they made this amazing cake but I think it was mostly Elise's vision and there was just so much detail to it and you had you were um layering it in this what do you call it like that big plastic thing acetate yeah so it's like a like a what is it plastic Plastic yeah, I think thing. it's like a food grade perspex. Mm-hmm. And you kind of, so you put that around the cake and then you can put the layers in and in theory the mousse and everything is supposed to set. <laughs> but then um, 
definitely what happened did, when we... I think the weight of it weighed it down too heavy yeah it was so heavy it because the cake was so heavy it just didn't work mm-hmm. but we um so did you take the plastic off in the kitchen of the yeah. venue where the yeah. um the birthday was yeah so we're in there and it was um mum Elise um our other sister Charlotte and me I think and we're all and then the chefs <laughs> in yes. the kitchen were all like trying to put together this cake but you had like all these little decorations and things that we kind of yeah we had an 80 as well and fresh flowers mm-hmm. so we all kind of put it back together and it was fine it was beautiful yeah cake. it was a lot some, smaller yeah than it was yeah 40 centimeters tall which mm. is quite tall mm. Yeah, but anyway, it was lovely. There's I've, there's a couple of beautiful photos of it. <laughs> Even the would have been taller cake <laughs> that tasted really good. Yeah, I don't know if I would ever challenge one like that again, but you never know. And Elise also made my 21st birthday cake that was a masterpiece oh, yes. in itself. Um, it was a rainbow cake and she'd baked each colour of the rainbow separately and then it had a white kind of I think just a buttercream icing buttercream very very light buttercream yeah that went through all the layers and it was all covered so the whole cake was white and you didn't know it was a rainbow until you cut into it but it was perfect it was just it was really good beautiful yeah I'm gonna attempt that one day <laughs> it's taken me a long time eight years to yeah decide to do it yeah and I still, I don't know when I would do it. I think but, um, it was a pastel cake though. Like the layers were very pastel, which was nice. Yeah, but even the the pastel colours were just very consistent. It was yes. just perfect. Because mm. you yeah. can make them very intense, quite mm-hmm. strong colours. But I thought we'd go pastel because it was a little bit more pretty with the flowers on top. Mm-hmm. It's spring in November And it was spring. Australia. And it was a picnic yeah. sort of party yeah, with was. all those sandwiches. Yeah, that's right. So it's very nice. And you also um, put together my baby shower. But oh, the desserts, <laughs> yeah. Melody was the... born on the day of um, her baby shower. The baby shower. She's a party girl. <laughs> she wanted to be on the, birthday, on the baby shower. Yeah, like, isn't it to celebrate me? Should I just come? <laughs> oh. um, so, yeah, that it was a Saturday, I think. And, I think it um, was. I was. It was supposed to be at my work, at the hair salon that I worked at. And um, anyway, I'd called in sick a couple of times that week because I kept having contractions. And then um, that Friday night I was having, like, really consistent contractions and we went to the hospital and while I'm in the kitchen like in labor um mum and Elise are cooking and preparing for my baby shower and there was so there was so much detail and so many things that you did what did you make like sushi you made little mousses mousses I think we made lemon curd shots kind of style Mm -hmm. in those little glasses Mm -hmm. we made yeah, lots of mousses. I think it was mostly just mousses and lemon curd style desserts. 
Did you make the sushi or did you order the sushi? I think we ordered the sushi, but mum cut it really small. Like it was really petite and little. Yeah. So we ended up having it at the hospital instead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sam and I were a bit delirious. Yeah. But it was it was still really nice. Yeah. And little Melody was in the um, special care unit because she was a bit early. Yeah. The, they called the NICU. Um, well, there's the NICU, which she was in for four hours, and then she was in the special care unit, which yes. is a bit where it's like an open. It's just it's just less uh, less stress. Yeah, sure it would be really different now, like since COVID and everything. Like everyone was able to go and visit her just one by one. Oh yeah, could yeah. imagine right now it would be like no one's allowed to go. Mm, I mean, probably even the lucky. partners might be even not allowed to go because there was lucky. a lot of. Yeah. issues with like partners being able to be in the room during pregnancies and labor and everything mm-hmm. I know. So too many rules yeah I know it's intense partners is crazy like once you're you're the same person if you live in the same yeah. household basically mm. I think they have to get COVID tested don't they mm. possibly and wear a mask at some places mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely challenging Oh, I wouldn't want to wear a mask while I'm giving birth. No, I mean, I don't know how get, they would do it. Yeah, you'd get over it because you've just got so many other things to concentrate on, but it's just yeah, just the, the mask oh, would just be a huge distraction. Yeah, I know that's the thing. You don't want to be distracted. No. Um, do you see yourself becoming a mother one day? Um, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Never know. Is it something you think about? Um, probably as you get older, you probably think of it more than when you're a lot younger. Mm-hmm. But because um, I'm still like only, oh, I'm 22 this year. So mm-hmm. yeah, you never know. But people have children a lot later in life. You just never know Yeah, what you want to do and when it will happen for you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. What do you think of our mum? <laughs> what, what do you think um, we, as in we, us sisters and Charlotte included, mm-hmm. have in common with our mum, each of us individually? Definitely our, well, minus Charlotte, but our cooking ability is definitely mm-hmm. from mum. Mm-hmm. would definitely say we inherited her cooking gene and her ability to be able to cook for large numbers of people Mm -hmm. which I think a lot of people can't do because when we were a lot younger we did a lot of dinner parties quite Mm -hmm. a few so I think we inherited that ability to host and do all of the cooking for things Mm -hmm. large events Mm. and probably the desire to do that as well yeah for sure yeah and to find joy in it too. Mm-hmm. Where do you get, I'd really like to pick your brain, Elise. <laughs> and where do you get your creative inspiration from? Um, like if I'm to make a project or something. Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of want to see how, like how you see the world. or. Um, I definitely use Pinterest for cakes inspiration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely a lot of Pinterest inspired things that I like to use. 
but then I always like to add a slant to it because I like more natural rustic ways of doing things I don't like it perfect Mm -hmm. so I definitely like even Instagram has been very helpful for cakes and even for my ceramics that I like to do Mm. I definitely use a lot of Instagram or Pinterest for Mm. my inspiration yeah I love your style with the ceramics and it's true um I love the words you use natural and yeah and I always like more organic colors yeah yeah sort of like taking it and going oh I could do this and make it a little bit more different or I could add a different texture here different Mm -hmm. color and it will never look the same as how the picture that I've inspired from Mm -hmm. has been used and do you find that you don't really know what it's going to look like until it's done definitely yeah I I always have a picture of how I want to do that how I want Mm -hmm. it to look but it will never look maybe as perfect or as how I envisioned it but then if something doesn't work I just go with it and keep going and it'll end up being different than how I wanted it maybe better maybe worse you never know yeah do you think there's such thing as like a creative flow a little bit definitely like when you get focused on a project you Mm -hmm. tend to just not want to stop until it's finished yeah yeah I love that feeling it's hard just to like wanting to keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's very therapeutic. And I it think really that's probably the difference of enjoying, enjoying what you're doing and just getting it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, not rushing. Can you tell me about a moment that you were really frustrated, like especially with a creative project? Um, definitely grandma's cake. <laughs> but maybe in, I think I made another cake for a a family at church and it was a checkerboard cake Mm -hmm. and that one was very frustrating I definitely did not enjoy that cake it was supposed to look like a chessboard inside where Mm -hmm. you've got squares yeah and each square is it's meant to alternate in white and black Mm -hmm. or if it's a cake it was like white chocolate and dark chocolate Mm -hmm. so you had to cut it all out and make it all in these certain shapes and then put them back together like a puzzle Mm -hmm. and it did not work no so I remember getting very frustrated that it wasn't how easy it was supposed to be Mm -hmm. yeah because everything always looked easy in a video yeah for sure and especially when I did not finish that cake (laughs) yeah but especially when you're a rustic natural person like a checkerboard cake is not natural it's not normal perfect (laughs) just do a swirl (laughs) everything's meant to be little squares and all the squares are meant to be the same size and it was just like intense yeah marble cakes are okay have you ever done yeah marble cakes are a lot more fun yeah yeah a lot more free no pressure how it looks Mm -hmm. well I've got a good takeaway from this conversation already because I'm never going to attempt checkerboard cake it sounds like hell (laughs) it's horrible (laughs) it definitely was not fun getting all of the I think it was like I had to go on google and download the template and cut it out and then put it on the cake and then cut out the template Mm -hmm. and because the cake was so crumbly it just didn't hold yeah so that was definitely not fun Mm. um 
So I wanted to talk about your relationship with our other sister, Charlotte, who you're almost exactly two years older than. Yeah, two years by same month even, both mm-hmm. in May. If you wanted to annoy Charlotte today, what would you do? <laughs> um, Charlotte's pretty easily annoyed when she's just woken up out of bed. So that's definitely not hard to do that to Charlotte. All you'd probably have to do is like enter her room or interrupt something that she's doing. And she's already easily annoyed. <laughs> do you think Charlotte takes her frustration out on you? <laughs> Probably, because I think she's quite an introverted person uh-huh. in some ways. Yeah. So it probably, she wouldn't do it to anyone else other than family <laughs> members. <laughs> like do another think- person on the street would never take Charlotte's frustration, but everyone in the house does. Well, do you think you're the one who knows Charlotte the best? Uh, maybe. I think we all know Charlotte pretty well and her... OCD quirks mm-hmm. and her germophobia quirks. <laughs> Charming quirks. Yes. <laughs> quirks. <laughs> Having her own puff and utensils and everything like that is very quirky. Mm-hmm. Can you and think of the, the worst fight that you've had with Charlotte? Have you ever not uh, talked for a day or something? No, never. Don't think so. I think Charlotte probably, as she jokes around and tells us, it takes one hour for her to get over something. <laughs> so if we've ever, if any of us have annoyed her about, I don't know, we touched a cup or something, she'll joke and say it takes an hour to get over. <laughs> oh, Charlotte. <laughs> oh dear. Or she'll have to go watch a YouTube video and then she'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Well. I, to be honest, I see you both in the same category as my my little sisters and you just, you're just like peas and carrots. You go together. Um, how do you think you complement each other? Um, I think Charlotte's probably more rigid, maybe. So maybe I make her more loose. We try and loosen okay. her up a bit. Because mm-hmm. Charlotte's very like, with her art as well, she's very structured. And she procrastinates, mm. as we all know. And yeah, but she I is think Mum and I definitely don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's she's very interesting. Um, yeah, I've never thought of it like that. But when you say it, I'm like, oh yeah, it's true. I think she takes things seriously, and she's very structured in how she'll approach yeah. even a project, or even just anything she does. It's very structured. Even you saying that, it's the first time I've <laughs> ever realized how she's like your dad Phil oh yeah yeah because dad's probably quite structured in learning things with bonsai even is very structured mm-hmm. which um, is all about cooking did Canadian's greatest baking show ever come on tv Australia no, I don't think so because that's on Netflix and it's so good you just oh you would love it you fall in love with the um contestants, the contestants yeah and the series are pretty short and it's funny because you meet them all and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. they're all amateurs, oh. they're not that great. But then by the yeah. end, they're doing these amazing things and you're like, what? Like, were you A bit like MasterChef. Yeah. <laughs> we mm-hmm. love MasterChef. That's one of our go-to cooking shows. 
Are you allowed to go on MasterChef because you're a chef? No, not allowed. Really? No, not allowed to go on it. Oh, that's annoying. Because well, of my qualifications, it would just be we'll like. We will send Charlotte. No. <laughs> yeah, we'll send Charlotte with a and microphone in area. <laughs> and she's just at the end make, making the most amazing things. Like little uh, honey joys or something in the corner. No, but imagine if she just, she has it all inside her and it all comes out. (laughs) She'd be like, oh yeah, I remember Elise making this and this is how she did it. So I'm going to go make it myself now. (laughs) I feel like she wouldn't want the camera crew in her face though. I feel like she'd probably shoo them away. Like the camera crew would be like, Charlotte, what are you making today? <laughs> she's like, she just be like, go away. She's got like five hours worth of getting over all these things. <laughs> going on and on of all the things that she's like annoyed about, and she's got to be like, oh well, this didn't work, so I put one hour to get over. <laughs> oh dear, I don't know why I'm crying and. Thinking, laughing and thinking of Charlotte on MasterChef and also just that we're having a conversation and making fun of her and I was thinking about how funny it would be to publish it anyway poor I Charlotte make quality TV, <laughs> I feel like she'd be the lovable person that everyone would like like on the show yeah for sure she's the someone like everyone likes to root for the underdog you know yeah she might not last very long on the show but for the whole <laughs> 10 minutes she succeed <laughs> she'll be fine I think she'd be she's got genius inside her I mean she does we do try and make her cook dinner but it doesn't happen very often no she's a very <laughs> well she's quite an incredible artist yeah, yeah. so she should have cooking abilities mm, she's got a lot of raw talent and following recipes isn't that hard if she's got a video to watch yeah she's structured I, yes, very I don't think she gets a chance to. Yeah, she, like, that's what everyone herself. says. That she doesn't get a chance to cook. With cooking, yeah. To show us what she can do. Yeah. I think you have to just take a step back and alone. let her do it. Yeah. Almost like leave the house and just let her cook. Mm. As long as we leave a pack of Band-Aids in case she cuts herself. <laughs> do you like to have alone time? Um. Yeah, I like cooking when it's like quiet and things like that. I think because mm-hmm. we're introverted, we like to have our own space sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Because you would say that you're introverted, right? Definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I Definitely think that like you all think, and when I say you all, that's mum and Charlotte and you, <laughs> think that I'm like really extroverted. Yeah. And I think that you discount that I'm also somewhat introverted <laughs> as well. I think because you probably put yourself online more than we would. Yeah, I know. But that's but, just fun. It's yeah, just it's just fun. An expression. An expression. It's art. For me, it's really yeah. is art, actually. It's art. Making a fool of myself and um, just doing strange things, it's, it's part <laughs> of my art. It's like, is she nuts or is she for real right now? <laughs> I yeah, don't know. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh. All right, sorry. Back to you. Um, so, a creative soul. Um, I wanted to know what it was like 
working at the Melbourne Cup because I think, if I'm not wrong, that would have been the most high-pressure kind of cooking situation that you would have been in. Definitely, I think. As in, I think as in standard, it was high-pressure in having it perfect because they're very, very, very strict in how they want their food. But it was definitely a highlight of my cooking journey, I would say. Where did those people get hired from? Is it, um, like- it was part of our, I think I was doing Certificate 3 in cookery. Uh-huh. So they had connections with the school mm-hmm. and they allowed the students to go as like trainees. Yeah, okay. So we all got paired up with another classmate and we would go to one of the kitchens because they've got several kitchens that they work with and I got partnered and then we went and worked in one of the high-rise kitchens and it was very very fun the high-rise kitchens I think they called it sky deck or something so it was like it was up high so you had to take an elevator and you would get this huge view of the racetrack while you're cooking wow So it was quite beautiful. The kitchen was kind of old, but it was definitely a nice view to be cooking. That's amazing. And so was it big open windows? Could people see you from down the bottom? Um, I don't think they could, no. I think they probably were slightly tinted. Mm -hmm. So they definitely couldn't see us, but we could definitely see everyone else. Mm. Oh, that's really interesting. And what's what's the process with being in a kitchen like that, like a big commercial kitchen? Um, we got a lot of the, I would say, basic jobs compared to maybe the chefs that were quite qualified and have done this many, many times. Mm-hmm. So we would get more jobs like um, segmenting oranges and doing mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. But we had to count everything. I remember doing all the counting for everything we did. So mm-hmm. she would tell us to segment oranges. It wasn't just like, here's five oranges, I want you to segment them. It was like, here's a whole bucket of oranges. Mm-hmm. And once you segmented them, I want you to count maybe 300. Mm-hmm. So everything was counted, which was quite scary because if you didn't count it correctly, it was on you that they would run out. Yeah. So if you weren't very good at lining everything up and having it all counted and perfect, then you would be letting, I guess, the kitchen down because they would run out. Mm-hmm. And so is it like everyone has a little task? They're like, Yeah, they're... everyone had a task and we all had different jobs that we would do. And then it would all come together for the service part of the cooking. So when we'd have to plate something up, everyone worked as a team mm-hmm. to make the plates mm-hmm. in advance which yep. was probably my favourite part was definitely plating. Yeah. I'm just because they would have it. <laughs> yeah, so they had like a huge long bench and they would give each person a job or like a component that goes on the plate. So mm-hmm. you might have five people and then one person would have the garnishes, one person would have the sauce, one mm-hmm. person would plate the meat component, one person would, compl- would plate the veggies and it was all very tiny, little, precise plating and every plate had to look the same 
So they would have a certain spot for each thing and each component had to be on that certain spot. And if it wasn't on that spot, you would have to chuck it out and start again. Mm -hmm. Mm. So it was, but you had to do it fast, which was probably the hard part. Like you would be getting the plates and they would shuffle them down and you'd put your component down, slide to the next person. They'd keep going and it would be like a conveyor belt. Mm -hmm. So it was Mm. quite fun and precise, but fun. Noise off your mic. Do you want me to unplug it? No, are you just moving around or? No. Really? It's all right. I'm not too worried about it. Um, I was in a, I was talking to people today in Clubhouse, which it's like this live um, social media platform that's audio Mm -hmm. only. So it's kind of like doing a live podcast. And I was telling people about my scrappy sound and how I just Mm -hmm. do it the most cheap scrappy way and Mm -hmm. I don't care about it (laughs) at the moment I feel like I'm um I'm like a a garage band at the moment that will hit the big time soon and upgrade but at the moment it's scrappy it's fine imperfect yes it's imperfect and I I really resonate with that I am also an imperfectionist I mean yeah it's great when you pull off something perfect but the imperfections make it perfect as well. Like a, yeah. yeah, it's less pressure on the creative process when mm-hmm. it's not having to be perfect. Yeah. yeah, it gives yourself a bit more leniency and freedom to do it how you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to. So you know that my podcast is um, is about love. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to ask you a couple of deep <laughs> questions, and then we're we'll wrap yeah. up. So I want to ask you, Elise, when do you feel loved? Um, oh, like love languages. Yeah, maybe maybe that. Um, however you want to interpret it. Um, um, yeah. Probably just quality time and spending time with people, like family, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely not real. Like, obviously people like getting gifts, but I'm probably more, I like giving gifts more than receiving definitely Mm. much more of a gift giver I enjoy that so I probably enjoy more the time and experiences with people Mm -hmm. much more than materialistic style things Mm -hmm. can you think of a particular story where you felt loved or seen um I don't know definitely just like family gatherings and just like sharing food together and even like just Christmas day and things Mm -hmm. like that. It's really nice to have time with everybody Mm -hmm. as a way of like enjoying our time and company and fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think our family expresses love through food yeah yeah or probably even just like appreciating the food that we make definitely gives like a sense of like oh they really loved what I've cooked or what we've all cooked kind Mm -hmm. of shows like a way of love yeah and making food for family is a real yeah pleasure it's really fun and like hearing all the compliments is nice Mm -hmm. not that you really cook for the compliments but it's like oh well you know we've all shared our gifts that we all have talents in like whether it's 
Linda making a salad or mm-hmm. us making dessert or, you know, different things. It's like everyone puts in to create mm-hmm. a really nice day. Yeah, I know. I love that about our family. Yeah. It's very, everyone has a go, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you think love is? Well, it's a hard one to um, put into words. What is love? It is a hard question. Probably like it's almost like an appreciation, I guess, for things that people have done or for things that people have given you, things that you can remember, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That gives you like a memory even mm-hmm. and people's natural qualities and things I guess yeah mm. it's definitely like even then that's a way of showing love but receiving it too mm-hmm. what is something that you've learned about cooking that you think regular home cooks don't know about um it's hard I guess like even maybe the ingredients you could use would definitely be one that people probably don't know about as much yeah that, that is even true. like different things can be used for different things and it doesn't have to be within a box because everyone's using savory ingredients and in desserts now and sweet things in savory cooking mm-hmm. and I think it's almost limitless now Mm. yeah I don't think there's as much rules in things yeah anymore it's true as a family I think we've just gotten into the habit of doing the same grocery shop all the time so we always have apples bananas broccoli carrots potatoes yes yeah we definitely need to like think outside the box a bit sometimes go crazy yeah, get some more spices and herbs. Yeah, definitely spices are something that are really fun to play with. Because mm-hmm. mm. there's just so many that you can use. What's a, a favourite spice of the moment <laughs> that you like? Um, we use a lot of Aleppo pepper, which is quite fun to play with. I don't even know what that is. Aleppo pepper. Yeah, it's, I think it um, originates in the Middle East and it's... Mm-hmm sort of got like a lemony chili flavor mm. Sounds and it's amazing. quite unique yeah and we put it as it a come? chicken rub it looks like little flakes of chili kind of like okay. any other flake of chili uh-huh. that you can okay. find so it's a pepper like a um like a hot pepper rather yeah than... but it's not overly spicy oh. like it's not extreme mm. oh there you go but it's sort of got a nice lemony hint to it Mm -hmm. and what about desserts where do you see what do you think is trending in desserts at the moment Um, that fascinates you um I don't know if there's really much trends in desserts at the moment probably using maybe vegetables in desserts people have really Mm -hmm. grabbed a hold of which I find kind of weird like putting Mm -hmm. avocados in brownies or putting Mm. 
sweet potatoes in brownies again. Mm-hmm. But people are starting to experiment more with vegetables in dessert. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. But Actually, I don't know. My, my mother-in-law oh. makes a really good um, zucchini chocolate cake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, you wouldn't know that zucchini is in it. it tastes yeah. really good. Mm. But I guess they're trying to highlight it now too, putting veggies in to make mm. it like a statement. Yeah, whether they've candied a vegetable and put it on the plate, or if they're making it into an ice cream. Ah, vegetable ice cream. Yeah, What's I've seen it? like basil ice cream, which is really, ah. really weird. But oh, like, or, is it um, bright green or is it like a yeah? Because I've had it's a like sorbet. ice cream. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's that's weird. Weird. I've never tried it, but. On MasterChef, they seem to keep making these weird flavoured ice creams, like even miso ice cream, which is ah. really, really yeah. far out of the box. Yeah, that's like a salty, almost yeasty flavour. Yeah, and then they put caramel with it just to sweeten it. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'd just have to try it. <laughs> guess it's a novelty. It be... It's like, what's your favourite flavoured ice cream? Well... I tried miso, but it's still caramel. <laughs> oh. I definitely what is your like... favourite ice cream? <laughs> I like pistachio. Pistachio mm-hmm. is one of my favourite flavours. It's a very sophisticated um, choice. It is. It's different than like your average chocolate or vanilla. Mm-hmm. I love black sesame ice cream a lot. That's probably one of my wow. favourites. Wow. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it's See, Asian, like... but it's good. Yeah. Ah. that's one that I would like go to if I ever see it it's like yep gotta get that one because it's mm-hmm. so rare it's hard to find yeah for sure it's not really common mm. but it's black definitely nice ice cream it's exciting and it's very black pure black mm-hmm. very good flavor of ice cream mm-hmm. oh. I mean you can never go wrong with like mint or cookies and cream though if you just want something safe yeah well mine's mint but yes. when I was young I just I'd always have mint ice cream always 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 especially mm-hmm. with um with my grandparents me and papa yeah and sometimes we would be in, in a, a shop and it was like before I could read I think mm-hmm. and sometimes I'd accidentally get pistachio just because I pointed at the green one <laughs> And yep. I'm like, no, this is the worst one. <laughs> so I have pistachio ice cream trauma. Oh, no. Yeah, stuck in my body somewhere. So I'll yes. have to get that out. <laughs> but I, I do, I have an appreciation for pistachio. I did have it yes. in Italy. It is good. good. <laughs> Just not the same as mint. No, I still like mint, yeah. Mint, mint trumps pistachio for me still. Mm-hmm. I think I used to order boysenberry ice cream consistently mm. as a child. That was my favourite to order. Mm. Never steered away from that one. Especially mm. going to Queenscliff and getting ice cream with grandma and grandpa. I always got boysenberry ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question for you. Have you ever had a full glass of an alcoholic drink? like a glass of wine or no never never in your life no I mean we've sampled like different wines or different things like that but not very often Mm. it's just never been much of an interest 
Yeah. Do you I like think... the taste of wine? Do you think you know? No. No. I don't know. Like we've tried very sweet wines and they're just very like sickly. I think it was Moscato. Mum was like, oh, try this. We bought it. Yeah. I forgot why we bought it, but it was horrible. It was like, oh, why do people drink this? That my my grand, my Scottish grand likes Moscato. She's yeah. like, oh, Olivia, guess what? I found a wine that I like. You wouldn't believe it. Uh, it's very cheap. It's called Brown <laughs> Brothers Moscato. And I like that one. Usually I don't like wine. It's oh. very, very sweet. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's not even pleasurable though because it has such an aftertaste. Yeah, it does. It and then like, like any other... Yeah, uh-huh. oh. it's like it's supposed to be like sophisticated, but like a lolly drink mm-hmm. at the same time. And it's just, I don't know, even know how you explain it. Yeah. And then I think Apple we've sampled juice. like normal, maybe I think mum and dad always get like just the normal Sauvignon yeah. Blanc kind of our yeah. wine. Then they don't appeal either. They're just not, no. not it. So I probably just haven't really bothered to really experiment with our choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I like always putting, like, if we make something, it's nice to put, like, a wine in it or something. And that's when I probably appreciate it more. Yeah, it like cooking? brandy and, and um, yeah, like that, rum and stuff. That's when I definitely appreciate it more than just drinking it. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was to make a roast or something, mm-hmm. I think you could always put, like, or if you're making like a roast pork or something, you can put apple cider in the actual um, process of it, mm-hmm. which is what, always What about like Baileys and coffee or something? Would you, have you tried um, that? I actually make Baileys ice cream, not Baileys ice cream, Baileys crepes at work all the time. Oh, yeah? something that we sell. Baileys so we make crepes? A, yeah, yeah, so we make a caramel and we put quite a big shot of the Baileys in it. And then we put bananas in it and just stir it around and make like a sauce and then put it on the crepes. Hmm. So oh. I always like the smell of it's always really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Anyway. And I think okay. they even made a red velvet version now as a limited oh. edition Christmas. Yeah. They made Bailey's Irish cream red velvet. Oh, how interesting. Yeah, so, I don't um, know if they still crepes. have it. No, they just have a bottle of it. It's titled Bailey's oh, Irish Cream Red Velvet. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's yeah. brand new. Oh, that's I think they had it over Christmas. Mm. We didn't buy any of it, but I know a some, lot of people really liked it. Yeah, some red velvet crepes would be interesting. Yeah. Like a stack. You could put that in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would like to try one day. I don't know what you call it. Um. I want to say milfe um, when it's the well, vanilla slice, but it's no, sorry, a cake that's made out of crepes, very thin crepes. Oh, okay, I'm trying to think what the name yeah. of it is because it's French name, and milfe is like yeah, a milfoy. That's like the vanilla slice, isn't it? Yeah, that's the vanilla Which, slice. Uh, translates yeah. to thousand layers. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I guess the version of that is a crepe would be very similar, like a thousand layers of crepes. Maybe it's like a gâteau, a cake, gâteau, milfe or something. I'll look it up. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. I have seen those. They seem really fun to do. Hmm. Never tried it because it would take so many crepes to make it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I like making crepes. Crepes are fun. I like making crepes too. But seriously, who doesn't love crepes? I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. I miss my sister in Australia. Thank God for technology that we can have this conversation and I can publish it and you guys can listen to it and my family can listen to it. It's great. I hope this episode was comforting and maybe gave you some cool ideas of your next cooking project. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.